Static Energy Podcast is the hottest podcast on the planet, hosted by your boy Mo Giles and co-host cool-ass Lauren Michelle. Tune in Wednesdays on all major platforms for that static on what's current in culture, controversial issues, comical commentary, and an incomparable vibe you won't find anywhere else. It's a perfect way to tackle those midweek blues. Static Energy Podcast is everything but static. Hey, yo, what's going on? It's your boy right here, Mo Giles, and this is the Static Energy Podcast, and I got my girl with me, my favorite co-host. Lauren Michelle. Yo, 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 what's going on, Lauren? Oh, what's going on? I'm glad you got a, you know, I got an introduction this week, you know what I'm saying? You back to, yeah. back to the basics, let them know this is my show as well. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm off the know. drums this week, so I appreciate that. You know, you know put me back in a boss seat real quick. Yeah. Coronavirus had me off tripping. Fuck. Oh yeah, your ass was spicy than a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you yeah. feeling better? Everything good? Back to back to basics. Yeah, you know what it is. Back to business. Feeling real good, man. Bet. How was your week? It was. It was cool. It's, it's going well. My weekend, you mean? Week, weekend, whatever. What day is it? It's, it's going good. You know what? I've been watching a lot of Moesha, man. Been, you know. Me too. That is. Okay. <laughs> Listen, shout out to Netflix for putting the, you know, the classic back on, you know, back on TV. I've been Absolutely. watching it. I didn't realize though, I didn't realize that it was as corny as it was though. Yo, very corny. Frank, I hated Frank as a TV dad. That nigga was so goddamn corny, yo. As hell. <laughs> Miles is the favorite character on there, man. He, he made the show. And I didn't realize Hakeem was that goddamn greedy. No, Hakeem's mom need her ass beat. (laughs) Like, that's who need their ass beat is Hakeem's mom. Because where was this at? Yo, so listen, I I did not put two and two together till yesterday. I said, yo, the Parkers was a spinoff of Moesha. I didn't know that. What? Man, I really didn't pay attention to like that. I did not know that. Wait, so you didn't know? Oh, my God. Nah. I, I really? wasn't paying attention to Moesha like that, like I am, like I was now. So I'm like, Tim Parker, wait a minute, is this a spinoff? <laughs> yeah. But you know, another thing that I realized, too. 20 years later. Right, exactly. That Moesha was a cursed show because I counted like seven, eight people that have all passed away. That been on that show. Seven, eight. Seven to eight. So Fredro Star. He did. No, not Fredro Star. Excuse me. Um, what was it? Marlon Santana. I think that was his name. Oh yeah. Um, Hakeem had died. The character who played King. I can't think of his name. Did he? Yeah, and Dale had passed away. Bernie Mac. Oh um, yeah. Ricky Harris. Uh, that was the mechanic. He was. Who else? Kobe Bryant was on there. Dang. Um, yeah. I, and I, and they had Nancy Wilson that was on there. She also passed away. That was so like you paying attention, paying attention. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I'm like rediscovering new shit. And then, of course, you're saying you had Brandy who killed some people. Somebody. Somebody. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of bodies on that show. Well, okay. Shout out to Netflix, though. They're supposed to be adding a lot of the black classics. They are. to they own the rights to it so i think that's pretty dope that we'll have something to watch you know from the childhood but you know so other than that what's what's on the agenda today 
Oh, uh, you know, we're gonna be talking about a lot of this and a lot of that. So people are going in on me right now uh about this versus this. Timberland had posted something about potentially having Anita Baker inside they going against each other. Ooh, wait, that's a vibe. That's a sleeping pill. Want a vibe? You said I don't, what? I don't want to listen to that. I, I really don't. Huh? So listen, niggas gotta stop fretting like they out here really listening to Sade and Anita Baker music like that. I'm not. When the last time you put Anita Baker and Sade on? Be honest. Anita Baker probably a week ago. Okay. I, I I could probably pull it up in my recently played like that's my vibe. Now Sade, I have uh, to be in the mood for her. I'm not okay. gonna front. Like Sade gives me like a smoker's vibe. So you know, like you wanna chill, relax, be on a different different vibe. I think that's a Sade vibe. But like Anita Baker, I could turn on Anita Baker right now and vibe. Oh, so you always listen to Sade then. No, I don't always listen to Saturday. Nah, I see what you did there, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm an occasional, I'm uh, an occasional, you know what I'm saying? 420 friendly vibe. Okay. Occasional. Uh, all right. <laughs> 425 what's popping. <laughs> you anybody love trying to tell my business. No, no, no. You know what? Anybody that loves 420, man. Is more than occasional, but you know what? We ain't we gonna keep it moving right along though. But okay, that's but just speaking of the verses, what you think about the verses? So far, uh, the verses been cool. Uh, so they got one that's coming up with Rick Ross and um, Two Chains. Two Chains. I'm not so, for that. I, okay, I can't understand where they got the matchup from. Like now, I'm a two chains fan. People will tell you like I, I'm a fan of two Absolutely. Chains. Two chains and I am Rick Ross. I I love them both. But I don't think him going against Rick Ross is ideal. So let me say this though. One thing that they have surprised me because I didn't think that Snoop Dogg and DMX would mesh well. And that was that the was best a, one. That was a good vibe. That was a great vibe. You know, people, you know, they it all depends, I guess, who you liked or whatever. But some people feel like DMX took a loss, you know, saying the Snoop. I feel like they just both did well, you know, what I'm saying. I mean, so they both did well, but I definitely think X took a, a L to okay. Uncle Snoop. Um, okay. But the vibe to me, how they were singing each other's songs, yeah, how yeah, they were yeah. just in the studio, just being brothers Five. and celebrating yeah. their music. I think that's the dopest part of the versus battle. It's mm -hmm. just seeing our culture. Celebrate. Celebrate it. Yeah, that's it. Like, so I don't care who they put together, but Rick Ross and Two Chains, that shit is weird to me. I, I mean, it, it it might it might surprise me, but I would love to have seen Rick Ross probably go against Ti Jeezy. And yep. the reason why I say that because those are the type of artists who came out and every album they had got better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Of course, Jeezy probably have already peaked. But in in on like a downslope because some of his albums haven't been that great. But even some, like, his last yeah. few was terrible. But you know who I would like also like to see maybe, I'll say the game. Like I feel like the game is probably don't get enough credit for a lot of the records that he has put in that album. I don't know if you listen to the game or not. 
his first album, I would say I gave a run. And then he had made an album. I think his last album had a few tracks on there that I dippled and dabbled with. But the game have never to me has never came out with a bad album. Yeah, see, I don't listen to him like okay. track for track. I've never, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just put on a game album and just let it ride. Ever. Let me ask let me ask you about this. So I, I, I was thinking of a, a battle in my head. What you think about boys and men? against New Edition? Oh, see, I'm, a high, I'm not going to say that's a bad matchup. That, but that's in, a great matchup. Yeah, it is. But in my head, I think New Edition wins. Landslide, because New Edition got them hits that make your shoulders move. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Boys, the men don't really have that make your body move music. It's more so. Oh, like, I ain't go front. When I think of Boys the Man, I think of Mama or, <laughs> <laughs> or right, Christmas right. Carols. <laughs> I mean, they got them. They got those. I mean, you're right. I, but they do have some of those up-tempo songs. But I understand where you're coming from or whatever. Yeah, when you I think of New Edition, that that's a vibe. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Boys and Man is a vibe. You just they gave got you no heart song. broke, nah, or if you just got a new man or a new woman, like you put, you might put on some boys to bed. But I ain't about to get. I'm on my way to the club or so. Who, who who got a better? Okay, so let me say, new edition and maybe Jodeci. Oh, there you go. Now that to me is more of a a, a run for your money because Jodeci, even though they did a lot of love ballads and shit, they still had that music. You know what I'm saying? So Make listen, my thing is this though. If if it's not new, so boys and men, I guess if it's not new edition or Jodeci, because I don't okay, let's say that they don't pair because of the tempo of the music, then who I don't think boys and men can be competed with against anybody. You can't mm. say Drew Hill, because Drew Hill didn't have a whole lot. Of That's music. what I literally was gonna say. They'll, and I wanted to get up out my seat. They'll kill Drew Hill. They killed you, Hill. No. Yeah, as far as hits, hits go, you're right. Because Drew Hill got some songs that I consider a hit. They just probably didn't make the chart. So I will say you're right. Yeah. I, I will give you that. So what you think about, though, since we're on the versus topic, Bow Wow. Did you see that whole little so thing? I, listen, man, as much as we played Bow Wow. And yeah. People gotta stop acting like Bow Wow didn't rule, you know, saying 106 in Park. Like he, he did. didn't get Mr. 106 in Park for nothing. He really did. Motherfuckers was fucking with Bow Wow. All of us was fucking with Bow Wow, especially yeah. if you was from Ohio. Cut it, cut the shit. No, so I, I was too old, like not too old to be a Bow Wow fan. Don't get me wrong. I I never listened to I never heard a Bow Wow album in my lifetime. Never. I, I can't say I heard an album either. But you know all of his hits. You can sing some part to every hit. If you pull up the 20 hits, you're going to be able to sing at least something yeah. from each of those songs. I don't care. Oh, I know that one. Are. What's that one he did with? Let me hold you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never had nobody go beyond it. Listen, hey. you know a Bow Wow song. Oh, absolutely. No, come on. Absolutely. I mean, they're playing basketball, little Bow Wow. You just don't know. <laughs> I mean, come on, we know it. Absolutely. I want a Harlem Shake with the shoulders. <laughs> we used to be doing a Harlem Shake with this little. Right, right. But who would you put him up against? 
Because Romeo only got ICDC college. I'm not even putting them against Romeo. Like, Romeo to me is, I'm not even going to say Romeo is a joke. However, music career, I just don't even see him even in the same arena with Bow Wow. So that's hard. I, shit, Bow Wow might stand alone, to be honest with you. I would say he honestly, I think stands alone. And when he made the comment of there is nobody to have a versus battle with him, I agree with Kid Rapper. Kid Rapper. Kid Rapper. Yes, 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 yes. Because if we could, we could, if we want to talk like, okay, Kid Rapper, then transforming into an adult, Lil Wayne was probably the only one that have done it so well. That transition. Yeah, but he—that's not even a matchup. But you I'm just saying that's the only—but that's the only thing I, our only person I could think of coming up in that era. You say it, but right. yeah, and no. From as a from a kid, that's why I said from a kid to making that transition to adult, Lil Wayne has probably been the only one, and I think it's because of the content too. You know what I'm saying? Correct. I mean, it's two different. It's the two shit different. that Bow Wow was talking about was kid shit. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Again, what Wayne was talking about was a little bit more edgy and like he was rolling with some older niggas. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. I actually agree with Bow Wow when he, everybody was like, Bow Wow, go sit down. But I'm like, no, nah, shit, that's an accurate statement. There right. is nobody to really battle him and him lose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Bow Wow stands alone. So, okay, since last one and then we can move on from the versus topic, but Usher, Chris Brown. It's been, it's been surfacing, it's been in the works, it's been in the talks, and everybody giving their opinion. So, who do you pick? It's storming like crazy, y'all, but who do you pick if it was Usher or Chris Brown? Um, so let's let's be honest here. Usher with, what was that uh, one with uh, My Way and uh, uh, what was that Usher album? I'm trying to figure My out way. what point. That, that's the album that, that was called <laughs> the My album Way. Called My Way, yeah. I think, yes, that was in '97. I think that that's the point where I think people started really to listen to started listening to Usher because anything before that, I don't think niggas was really checking for Usher. You don't think so? Mm, female wise, y'all might have been, you're saying, like listening to him. That but, might be an accurate statement that might be an accurate statement because for me everybody want to say usher wasn't popping until the confessions album that's not true that's why i said that's why i went yeah i think my way is when he really started to like have that breakout career but isn't really, that his first album no remember he had came out with the album um oh yeah usher. with the video yeah i remember the video now that you said it too I remember the video. I can't think of the song, but I can see the video. They was outside jumping on shit all around. Yeah, I remember that. So who you think gonna win in the matchup? For real, Chris Brown has been popping ever since he came out the gate. And I think it'd be Chris Brown. I think when you go hit for hit, and and, and especially if you count in features, mm-hmm. And I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I think Chris Brown would whoop Usher's ass. I mean, at first I was like, yo, all Usher has to do is just run, you're saying the whole confession. Confession. 
you know what I'm saying, which is one of the greatest albums. If, and I still run that, like, constantly. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. However, if I really have to, you know what I'm saying, be honest, hit for hit, Chris Brown got it, man. He, yeah, I think he will win by a landslide on that. And I can't believe I said that, you know, especially by my age. But I'm yeah. a huge Usher fan. But I think with, when you look at the features included, I just think Chris, little Chris Brown going to run with that. But I don't believe that either one of them would do a versus battle. I think mm. Usher would, but I don't see Chris Brown. Against doing. Chris Brown? Mm. Okay. I don't see him doing it. <clears throat> nah. I, so, I would like to see it. Yeah, me too. So when does the versus battle with 2 Chains and Rick Ross so I know? Uh, I believe that is tomorrow. It's okay. Wednesday. No, no, it's Wednesday. Yeah, so tomorrow. Oh, today's Monday. Sorry. So when y'all hear this, it will be Wednesday. <laughs> My bad. But um, <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So um, now we got... Go ahead. No, I wasn't about to let you say that. So I was also watching. So BET is doing this thing uh, called Chronicles, and up first up, they're doing uh, No Limit. Okay. And um, it's pretty much, you know, focused on No Limit Records, uh, who was found, was, which was founded by uh, Master P. I tell people all the time, man, and it's sad that Master P do not get the flowers and the credit that he deserves. Like, what he has, what he did, his vision was so incredible. You got to check it out. Like, you got to watch it. I mean, the way that this dude came in and structured his business, you know, how he went and got 80% of ownership of his company and only kicked back like 20%, I believe, to the record labels or whatever was incredible and unheard of for a black artist or even record label at that time and owned all of, all of his masters. And then he start with like a thousand dollars. I think he started with something like a thousand. I think it was ten. Oh, it was, was it ten thousand? Ten thousand that 10, he had got okay. from uh, his grandfather's uh, settlement. That he, because his grandfather was uh, had passed away because the hospital gave him someone else's pills. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So he ended up taking that money. Um, and him and his wife went out to Sacramento um, and he opened up a record label or a record shop okay. and it became a record label. I mean, and Master P had some struggles during the way. People wasn't even really fucking checking for P, but mm-hmm. it was one night he had seen Jay Prince and Jay Prince is uh, owner of um, right. Rap-A-Lot Records right. out of Houston. Yeah. And um, he pretty much gave him the game and told him like, listen, I got a distribution deal. This is how I'm able to make my money, you're saying, or whatever, and I got artists. So something clicked in Master P's head, and he went and got, you're saying, Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, excuse me, uh, entertainment lawyer, paid that man $25,000, and he said, listen, this is what you want to do. You want to have a distribution company. Right. And when he gave him that game. And from there, it was boom. It was a wrap. Man, Master P went into a meeting with Jimmy Iovine. And for anybody who don't know who Jimmy Iovine is, Jimmy Iovine is um, a record executive and also business partner. Everything that Dr. Dre is involved right. in, Jimmy, Jimmy Iovine is right there with him all the way. But Jimmy Iovine offered Master P a million dollars. Master P told this dude, I'm going to go have lunch. 
And he said, well, if you go have lunch and don't come back, nobody's going to offer you a deal like this in this town. Mm. Master P said, listen, if this white man is offering me a million dollars, I know I'm worth a hundred million. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, he went over to Priority, got him a good old deal, and the rest was history, man. And I think it's when people, when you take somebody like P, Master P, mm-hmm. if it don't create an energy in you to be like, let me go do something. Mm-hmm. Like Master P is one of those people, uh, the epitome of don't wait for the opportunity, create the opportunity. Right. Like Master P, like you said, he knew what he was worth. And I've been in that position before. Me and my partner both, you know what I'm saying? People like, okay, I'll give you this for your company. And it's Mm -hmm. like, when you look at things, like if you're willing to give me this for my company, that means you see a different number that's way higher than this. So I respect what Master P did because what he did is show better than he could tell. Right. You know what I mean? What also shows too is that it's a bigger picture. You're saying like people only, and it shows how many people are very small minded. You're know saying, mm-hmm. and we don't think outside of the box or some people don't see the, the bigger picture and the vision. And that's the thing. He saw a vision and he pretty much gambled. He took a gamble on himself. Mm-hmm. And what happens too, and you know how it is, even in business, when you have people around you and trying to form a team is getting people to see your vision, you know what I'm saying? Or get them to believe in something that's your baby, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because people ain't going to treat it the same as you are. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? And as he was saying, you know, like, listen, y'all can listen to what the fuck I'm saying and and do with the information or whatever and remain loyal and all of that. And we're going to go through these tough times and all of that. But when the smoke clears, I'm going to still be here and I'm going to survive and I'm going to still be rocking. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what a lot of people make a mistake. Yes. Is trying to, okay, when you're in business, you got friends, you got family, you got this, but, and we always want to run to them when a complete stranger could be the one that actually really, really understands where you're trying to go and have the tools. But sometimes we try to be too loyal to the wrong people. Right. And, and, and it doesn't make sense. And I had to learn that as a business owner that I can't, it's okay to trust the stranger because sometimes they really see where I'm trying to go when they have the tools to get me there. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know you. But really, the person that you've known the longest could be studying what you're doing just to take that information. Yeah. To go out on their own, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes we got to, you know, Man, look P, at those signs and that vision. Absolutely, because P was on some like, listen, if y'all ain't on the same shit I'm on or trying to move in the same direction as me, get the hell around. Or get, I don't want to be around that's you. That's it. And that's how it's always been. As a matter of fact, he, I, 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 there's still some more parts to it, but I, one thing I do know is, see him and see murder clash a lot. And, okay. you know, there will be times I see murder, you know saying, we'll be mad at him. Because he tried to give him the game. You know say He tried to tell him to stay out of trouble. Right, right. But when you don't take that information and don't listen, then look. And Shit then, when you, then when you get in that situation, you expect Big Brother to come and help you, you know saying, or whatever. It's like, dog, I didn't told you, you know saying, to stay about that shit, you know saying, but you didn't listen. So now you got to go and do this on your own. You And you have to. And a lot of people got to realize, listen, success comes with a lot of bullshit. We all know that. When you get, right. the more success you get, 
the more people coming up to you, coming up under you, trying to get, 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 get. Mm -hmm. I will tell anybody right here, right now, you can call me crazy, call me whatever you want, but it is okay to look out for you and you only until you get to where you're going. Yeah. It's okay. A lot of times people go broke before they even get the bag because they try to take care of all the homies that they grew up with. And really it's like, you got to look at the difference. I'm working for 24 hours a day. You riding a coattail for 24 hours a day. Come on, man, make it make sense. And we got to right. stop that. And it's okay to be like, nah, <laughs> everybody can't go. Yeah. And what I liked about P too, man, so he knew that growing up in the Calio and, and being in the Calio projects, it was going to kill him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Either he was going to end up dead or in jail. But when his brother Kevin got murdered, mm -hmm. it was like, all right, me and Sonya, his wife, and Romeo, we out here. This is my vision. And he he sent for all his people to come. Like, listen, I need y'all with me. Right. I need to form this team. And his brother Kevin stayed behind. He didn't want to come out there. And everybody else did. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. as you stated, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you have you gotta look out for yourself, you know what I'm saying, in order to bring other people on, man. And it's a hard, it's hard, it's a hard dynamic because, you know, you got people who want to hand out, expect that, you're saying, oh, uh, because you popping and you doing this mm -hmm. and you doing that, you're supposed to, you're saying, look out for me. Yeah. That ain't always the case. And then, then if, if, that, if that is the case, if you're looking for that come up too, then shit, while I'm away, I, you know, like do something like, Make yourself known, like you know, saying just I don't know, shit. Open up my door for me, you're know saying, pick out my clothes, like do you know, what I'm saying, do See, something. I'm the, I'm the opposite, Mo. For me, I don't feel like I owe nobody a motherfucking thing because <laughs> listen, this is how I look at it. I knew I always had a dream of owning a clothing brand, right? That's mm -hmm. been a dream for a long, long time. I have friends that's done it before me and way successful celebrities are wearing their clothes they're in stores you know what i mean they got major contracts with these people and i've never expected them to give me nothing right you know what i mean but what i did was i sat down next to those same people and learned the game they was willing to teach it but mm -hmm. i had to put the work in and a lot of people feel like okay just look at athletes a lot mm -hmm. of athletes go broke they get these big contracts they become superstars who you see with them everywhere they go they got an entourage that they paying for. You know what I mean? They buying them Louis, Gucci, Prada, this, that, and the third. When they don't even realize these people ain't doing nothing to work for that money. And you are literally putting all the work in. I don't respect that, Mo. Mm -hmm. Now, me, I'm not about giving nobody anything. Now, can I give you a job? Absolutely. What you do with this job and how you take it serious and you want to keep moving up that ladder? <laughs> That's one thing, but I'm not giving anybody shit just because yeah. you know you can't rob my coattail. I'm sorry, and a lot of people want to do that. I'm not. So like, I don't, it can't happen. There have been you know certain celebrities that I respect, um, Ludacris and LeBron. I know for sure have done this where they'll have people in their crew where, okay, you want to be a pilot, you want to be a chef, go get your certification, go go to go to school, or you want to do fashion design. Mm -hmm. All right. Even his homie Rich Paul, you know what I'm saying? Like he went and became um, sports agent. Sports agent, you know what I'm saying? 
and even with his cousin Maverick, you're saying yeah. like LeBron used when he first came in the game, he used another agent to pretty much show them the way or Correct. whatever for his cousin Maverick, you're saying to understand the game. And then he fired, he got rid of dude. Then Maverick became his mm-hmm. uh, agent. So, and even Ludacris, you're saying like, I think with his uncle, you're saying his uncle now flies his planes, you're saying right. whatever. His homeboys are his chef, you're saying his barbers and stuff like that. Like, but that's what it looked like. That, and that's what, it's, that's what it should be. Yes. Like if you, if you want to be around, make yourself have some long drive. Find a way where you can be, you're saying, find something that you want to do a trade or something where I ain't got to go out and pay or outsource anybody and we can all keep it in house. Yeah, I tell my girls all the time, don't be the friend that gets to come just because you're the friend. Yeah, right be, right. be the friend that comes because you have somewhere to go to. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When we pack in our bags and I'm like, oh, I got this to do, I got this to do, me too. Not just because right. you're my homegirl and I'm like, oh, come on, because I nah. love you. Nah. Like, okay, are you the creative director? Are you the assistant? Are you the photographer? Are you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? where I can employ you and then you can elevate and branch out on your own. You know like what I'm saying? I want- we should be able to pick out like anybody that's with us. Oh, they do this. That's the, they do this. They do that. Not just, oh, I'm just here. Like, yeah, I'm just here. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and, nah. and I pride myself on that. And I remember when I was first kind of getting into, you know, I'm going to say the, the popular scene, you know what I'm saying? When I first kind of started my business, it was a few people in the cities and, you know, different places I went like, come on, let me introduce you to some of the power players. Mm-hmm. But that's all I'm going to do. Like, yeah. I, after that, it's up to you to make them remember who L is. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's how people put people in position to win. Like, quit expecting handouts because I got it or he got it. Like, no, you got to put some work in too because I spend those long nights trying to make this business keep rolling. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, So, And I feel like the only thing that I owe is pulling somebody else up. You know what I'm saying? That's Where, it. And and that that's it. Like that's it. I don't I don't feel like I have to give you anything, but I feel like I owe it to someone else who was in my position where they were looking to get on to go back and give them resource, knowledge, and information. You're saying that's the only thing that I feel like just helping somebody else. Other than that, I ain't here to give out no handouts or free rides. So let's let let me ask you a question about that. So you said you ain't really here to give nobody no free handouts or whatever. So right now we know it's a lot of black businesses being started and you know people looking for vendors or people looking for labels or people looking for just resources. And there's mm-hmm. people out there that say, I'm gonna charge you. I have these vendors for X, Y, and Z, and I'm gonna charge you if you want these vendors, right? Some people agree with it. Some people disagree with it. How do you feel about people charging, charging for vendors? For vendors, like either if it's a vendor on how to get boutique clothes or a vendor on how to oh, get shoes, you sell something and somebody has a vendor for you to buy what you need from. Like, how do you feel about people wanting to charge you for that information? Oh, man, that's that's tough, man, because. You know, the saying is the game is supposed to be you know, saying sold and not told. However, you know, as I move through, you know, saying um, life as I get older and I see things, 
for us as black people, we're not in a lot of spaces. And I feel like for us to start having control over certain things, it need to be more of us in certain places. So I, I think sometimes free game is acceptable. I think free game to a certain extent is acceptable. Yes. Um, because think about it like this. When you go to a financial advisor, right? You sit down and you say, hey, <laughs> I want to know yeah. how to get my money right. I want to know how to make it, make it work, right? They're they going to charge you. They charge you to gain their knowledge. You, they, they're going to tell you what they know, how to make your money work, whatever, whatever. My thing is this. It's a thing called consulting. And my girl, Eartha, kind of like put things into perspective for me. Like, think about the time you spent finding these vendors like i'm gonna tell you to find a t-shirt vendor or you know to get my label stitched in like that took me hours i'm talking days hours days oh, to find the right one I, listen i do the business consulting as well but my, my my thing is this um when when it comes to that think about other ethnic ethnicities or groups or people do they do that to their people? They, yes. they sh so you mean to tell me that there are white people, let's say Jews, they're charging other Jews to sh how to get money? Yes. They don't no. So so yes. When you say consulting, okay, I get it when you're talking about helping somebody put the, put together a business plan, you know, do XYZ. Like some, you know, people will be like, hey, I'll pay you to um, LLC, like, you know, give me an LLC or like, these, like these are shit. This is not, and I wouldn't, I can't do that because this is simply something you can go yes. yeah. on to the state, you know, saying, um, Secretary of state to do it. Right. Or you can um, go to your IRS, IRS.gov and get mm -hmm. an IN, you mm -hmm. know, but there are people who take advantage and do this shit, you know, saying, and charge people X amount of dollars. Those are things that I cannot do. However, if you want me to go and use knowledge that I obtained in school or that I'm certified to do, then I think that you should go ahead and charge people for that. Okay, so let me make this clear. Like, somebody's saying, hey, Lauren, how do I get an LLC? Yeah, come on, man. I'm going to tell them. <laughs> right. Let's just be honest. Or how do I get an EIN? Now, if someone comes to me and say, hey, I need a t-shirt vendor. I'm mm -hmm. not going to be like, hey, here go Fernando's number. You know what I mean? With you. Shout out to Fernando. But I'm not going to just throw them his digits. But what I'm going to do is, hey, what I did was I got on Google. I attended Magic. I talked to some people. You know what I'm saying? I will tell them the steps that I took to find these vendors. But I mean, come on. I can't just sit and tell you the entire game. Yeah for free because then that means Absolutely. i handed you your business so i don't mind teaching work ethic i don't mind teaching how to find those resources because mm -hmm. that's where we lack like i'll be honest i could have saved a lot of time and money had i known or had a, a, a somebody guiding me on where to start begin don't move, whatever but i'm not gonna give you oh here's fernando's number he do this 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 this, yeah. this because it took me a year and a half to find him so and, not, and, and I totally agree because when I started out doing the candle business, 
man, let me tell you, there was a lot of trial and error and a lot of bad candles that I made right. that was completely shitty. Like, Correct. I'm just going to be honest with you. But then I found someone who showed me how to, like, I literally had to pay big bucks for, I remember this lady, she was, used to be an executive over at Disney. She was, you know, part of their uh, retail and whatever. So, and, and marketing team. And then she also owned a, a candle distribution company. Like I had okay. to pay her, you know what I'm saying? And then I had to pay somebody else who can show me a formula that will work, that will have my candles top, you know what I'm saying, premium right. dollar. Like, yo, Correct. if you're going to pay $15, I am going to show you the ingredients. And I think both ladies charged me, I think anywhere around, let's say I probably paid $2,500 a piece for Ooh. both of their knowledge and information. Ooh. They weren't cheap. Not, not at all. They weren't but that, cheap. But the thing is, though, what they showed me, I made that tenfold. Like, I made that back and more. You Absolutely. Said. Absolutely. So it's like, so my first six months within doing candle, the candle business, I was, I was asked by um, a celebrity designer um, to do Fashion Week in, right. in New York City. Right. I uh, was asked to do Columbus Fashion Week, which is the third largest uh, fashion show in the country. Okay. I was hosted. I mean, not hosted, but um, I appeared on Good Day Columbus, which was a morning show. Um, what else? And then we were named top 50 gifts under uh, $20 in Columbus. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So with, just within six months. Right, you know what I'm right, right. Right. All of this happened. Right. And so I for me, I felt like what I spent was well worth it. Absolutely. And then listen, you don't know how many people I've had come to me and ask me, yo, how do you make candles? Or mm-hmm. like, I'm not about to give you this game for free. Like yeah. that, like, because at the end of the day, you're a competitor to me. And I mean, I don't mind, listen, I don't mind giving you the ingredients and I don't mind showing it to you, but you're going to pay the same price that I paid for it. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people, you know, they say all black people don't want to help black people out or Mm. black people. It ain't even about that. But at the end of the day, it's about Nike is not going to Adidas. Like, show me how you made that. Hell no. You see what I'm saying? Like, you got to understand. And I don't treat my business as a small business. I treat my business as a corporation because that's my goal to make it a multi-million dollar corporation. So, you know, I, I tell anybody this story. I started out, me and my, my partner was talking, our t-shirts was hard as hell. Like, you know, them stiff t-shirts that don't move, <laughs> like, and when yeah. you wash them, they uh. got that, like, yeah, you know, like, it's like <laughs> almost like sandpaper. And yeah. we went to Vegas and we ran into another up-and-coming clothing brand and we had our t-shirt on and he literally walked up and he just grabbed my shirt and like just rubbed the sleeve of the shirt he like look no disrespect but from a distance i could tell that this shirt felt like that Mm. so i'm like look at my partner like ooh, shit like is this what this like is what we doing something he like your logo dope but them shirts is trash and what he did was he set us down. Didn't know this dude. We do the same thing he, he do. We a competitor. 
Y'all had those Russell, us, Russell Athletic shirts. Listen, they was worse, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I that shit was like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like the Hobby Lobby shits. Like shit yeah. you go in and buy the Hobby know. Lobby. Yeah, you know, know how it go. But see, and he basically sat us down and showed us the game. Not gave it to us, but showed us how to obtain the game. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? And, and so, and that's the thing, man. Like, even with the t-shirt business, like, you got to understand the different blends, the fabrics, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. all of that. Like, that shit matters, man. And how it's going to fill and fit, you know what I'm saying? Because me, I don't like them hard-ass t-shirts, man. I don't either. At all. <laughs> at, at all. Like, I like some stretch, you know what I'm saying, some give, you know what I'm saying? And I like my t-shirts to feel soft. Yes. Most people do, and that's what you – but it – but when you meet somebody who's willing to tell mm-hmm. you little shit like that, because think about how many That's of my so friends was like, ooh, this dope. This shit dope. Well, really, they're at home washing and the shit all crunchy and they yeah. don't want to tell. That's a part of the game. See, and this is the thing, too. So we have, you, we, people always, they're not going to always be 100 with you. Exactly. They're not always going to be 100. Like, they'll tell you all oh, this shit dope when really yep. the shit be trash. Trash this is the, the thing, though. People be listening to friends and families and shit, and some of them don't even know what the fuck they talking about. And they mm-hmm. be trying to, you know what I'm saying, and they be getting game or listening to people who don't have any knowledge or yeah. vision mm-hmm. whatsoever, but they swear that they, you know saying, message or whatever they're saying is Bible. But like you said, it could be a complete stranger that you don't even know to give you some million dollars worth of game. I'm telling you, and that's what you need, and and, and, and speaking of black business, we go, we go. Let's, I want to get into that yeah, post you yeah. sent me because yeah. it's because I think it mesh, meshes well with what we've been talking about. But mm-hmm. we gotta, as black business owners, listen. In twenty twenty, criticism is necessary. Put your tough skin on. If yo, like me, somebody asks me, "What's your website?" I kept looking at him. I just kept looking at him. He like, can I get your website? And I'm like, man, my website, trash. And he like, so if you know it's trash, do something about it. Like, you sitting with a trash website for a year and a half, you're not making no sense. Change that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When me really like, they're going to buy them shirts anyway. When really, I'm like, yeah, they're going to buy them. But think about how many more people going to only go to a website based off looks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. you just got to think about stuff like that when we conduct in business and be open to that feedback because everybody's not hating. Man, listen. <laughs> Everybody ain't hating on you. I be, listen, man, I be trying to tell people. So what I stopped doing, because I used to do this a lot, I used to just give game out, you know what I'm saying? Or I had to realize that everybody's not open to my opinions, you know what I'm saying? Whether right. it's coming from a good place or not. Right. And not only that, but you also got to be mindful, like the like the the book good book says that you can't cast your pearls to swine, and everybody is just not going to be receptive of the information that you give. Right. And you know, a lot of people be like, or think that, like you say, they're you're hating, or they're not open to criticism. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times our our people, our community, we we have a problem with professionalism, criticism, and customer service skills. 
not, and I don't want to say a majority, but again, I think that because we are in a lot of these spaces that we don't, we don't know how to conduct ourselves because a lot of us come straight off the streets, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. We got a vision and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or we, 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 want, we know that we want to do some shit. Right. But when somebody come in there with an attitude, you can't come back with an attitude, you know what I'm saying? Oh, fuck you, bitch, or whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or get the fuck out my spot. You know, like, we can't, we can't come back like that, man. We can't. And I will say that's what's the biggest stigma of black business is bad customer service. And don't get me wrong, like, I believe, like, Asians, you know what I'm saying? They don't give a fuck either, they you don't. know what I'm saying? They, don't they have, have the worst great customer great service. Great customer service. However, I, I feel like if we want to continue to thrive and if we want to be successful in business, I think that we need to learn the art of professionalism, customer service, because a lot of times I have a problem with, are we supposed to support this business because it's black? Mm -hmm. No matter how bad the presentation is, no, no matter how bad the food is, or the customer services, like we can't say shit about you. We can't give our reviews about you. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's a problem for me. Like, I can't just, like somebody the other day was mad because black folks do not support title, but we can support Spotify and Apple. And for those who don't know that or listening, Beyonce, no, excuse me, Jay-Z is the owner of title. Now, my, my thing is with title, and there's another example too I'm gonna give um, about something else about supporting. Title is much more expensive. I don't think it's user-friendly. And don't get me wrong, they, they have supposedly premium music and content or whatever, mm -hmm. but I just feel like my 999 is cool for me that I pay for Apple. Right. And that is much more user-friendly. Okay. I've tried to give title chance after chance, but it's just... I need a tutorial on title. <laughs> right, right. No, do you really be feeling that way too? No, I do. That's why I don't have See? it because it's not user-friendly. Exactly. And I think that that's a problem that they need to look into. Correct. Like how can we... The navigation of it is just... It's hard. And, and not only that, but I ain't supposed to, I'm not supposed to say this, but when you're driving... I ain't trying to sit there and just be, you know, saying navigating through that shit. I ain't got time boom, for that. Boom, boom. Yeah, boom, boom. <laughs> Apple, you can do that. I ain't about to get in no car accident for fucking title. <laughs> but I will say before you go into your second point, I was mind blown at the stats of it. Like, mm -hmm. of the better content, how it streams better. I was yeah. blown away by that, though. I was. I, I learned something that day. I mean, title got something good, but at the same time, it's just not for me. And and that's okay. Right. I it, think we it, with 2020, it doesn't have to be black or black. Like you 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 want it to be. That's the that's the ideal way. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be. I don't have to have title. No, not only that. You see what I'm when, saying? When you got to make financial sacrifices or whatever, like. You can't be clocking nobody's pockets. You don't know what nobody's situation is. And I know when it comes down to, you know, saying, having to reduce bills or whatever, because especially now 
with every, the pandemic and everything, right, how right. that's going on. Like, you got to make concessions. You're saying, I'm not about to be paying $20 a month. Is it really pay. 20 I thought it was twelve ninety nine. See, and certain people get certain prices. Like, I believe, I thought it was I thought it was twenty dollars a month. We're gonna have to look into that because I don't think title subscription is twenty dollars a month. I mean, I know it's a little higher than than, than what I'm paying. Is so, it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we're gonna have to look into that. So but speaking, uh, go ahead. So another point, somebody was said something today about. Uh, I, you're not a wrestling fan, I don't think. And I used to watch wrestling. So I used to watch it when they had Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock, and all of that. Yeah. During that, during that era. Undertaker. And some, right. So somebody was like, yo, y'all niggas is coons if y'all supported, you know what I'm saying, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and not supported, you know what I'm saying, The Rock. And I'm like, listen, me personally, I was a Steve Stone Cold, Steve Austin fan. For the simple fact that what he had did for that era at that time for wrestling. Now, don't get me wrong. I like The Rock, but I also have personal issues with The Rock. And my thing is, I think in very, very small circles, and I'm going to say very small circles, Rock, The Rock is only black when it benefits him. But on a more, because you know, his, his, his dad was uh, black and mom was Samoan or whatever. So wait, somebody said this out loud. I'm over I mean, here like it, it was on a post. I mean, but but thing is this: we should have supported The Rock because he was black. But my thing is this: when it comes to outside of wrestling, The Rock ain't black when it comes to standing up for black issues. He ain't black when it comes to putting other black people on. I didn't and know most, he was black. Most of his love interests in, in his films are white women. So my, my thing is, again, when we're not represented and there's less of us in spaces that we're trying to get into and trying to thrive in, and like you don't even celebrate your heritage, the fact that you are black and half whatever, and you're a star-powered celebrity that's making noise in Hollywood and you don't even uplift your people, you know, saying or whatever. I have a yeah, problem I, with that. Yeah, that was that was a weird statement because I would have never took it back to the Stone Cold Steve Austin and Rock days. Like I would have never even made that that But that's but that's where his that but he was talking about wrestling though. Like that's what okay. he was talking about. But me, I took it a little deeper. I'm like, listen, fuck the rock, you know what I'm saying? Because the rock wasn't, you know, saying black or whatever when when it's when it's time to be, <laughs> you know, you see what I'm saying. And again, too, it's certain people that I don't shop with that are black based on customer service too. So, like, am I wrong because I don't shop with them because they are black? No, we listen, man. At the end of the day, we're not subjected to shop with you because you're black. Like, let, let's. Let's be honest, man. I feel like if, you know, you have A person and B person, and say B person is, is a white business owner and A, like, if I feel like their presentation or their product is much better than yours, then that's what I'm going to go with. I, As a buyer, as a shopper, consumer, whatever, I have that choice. And I hate when people make you feel guilty because 
oh, he think that going over there spending money with white people is a bad thing. It's not. But my thing is this. Presentation is everything, man. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like presentation, customer service, and professionalism will take you far. It will. And and we also have to stop, because I've seen this too, and I'm just, these aren't necessarily my thoughts. I'm just speaking on things that I've seen. You know, I've mm-hmm. seen somebody say, um, I can't get my hair done with a certain stylist because I'm not popular enough. Or um, mm. I can't, or when people be like, what's the price? And they say, inbox me. I have mm-hmm. never understood that. I'm not inboxing you for a price because I automatically assume that you're oh, you getting a different price, different prices. So mm-hmm. therefore, if you can't open, that's like somebody tell me, how much is your privilege collection t-shirt? $50. I, I can say it. I, I don't have to hide it like this. Yeah. You know, so like little stuff like that. And I've had to get, get better on like response time. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody hitting me up in a DM. That's why I said I no longer operate like that. So make your make your standards clear. If you're not going to operate in your DM, have your email available for your customers to contact you. Because if I don't see this information, I'm coming to your DM to ask you for the information that you're supposed to have present. Or if you're running a sale, don't just say you're running a sale. Tell me what the sale is. So therefore, I don't have to ask you unnecessary questions. Right. And the third thing, my bad, no, you're good. People, you got to read. Most of the mm-hmm. time as business owners, we will say, I am having a sale on July 25th for 10% off. And it's including these items. And y'all will say, what day you having it on? So it goes both ways. The consumer has to do their part and the business right. has to do theirs as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you feel, you know, okay. So like in the hair industry, beauty industry, you can have people make appointments, cancel, or you can have stylists or beauticians, whatever they call them now, where they're like hours over, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you just sitting around waiting. So I just, okay, I'm going to be honest. I have not been in a hair shop Whew. in years. This Friday coming will be my first time in an actual salon in years because I'm the most impatient person. If you tell me my appointment is at 9.30, 9.30, I want to be putting my butts in yeah. the chair. And I want to be getting ready. But 9.35 at the latest. But one thing about us, yeah, I'm talking about us, especially with the barbers and the nails and the beauty. Hey, <laughs> we got to do better. Quit overbooking. And the same way you charge me if I'm late, Hey, I'm deducting that from your goddamn yoga. It should be uh, like that. It should, it be, should like that. be. It's only fair. And it's only bought, fair. And then, I mean, don't get me wrong. I ain't hating on nobody that's doing, you're saying, hair out of their home and all of that shit. But, man, listen, you got to have your goddamn children, you're saying, out of your mix, out of your business. Mm-hmm. You can't be frying no goddamn chicken, you're saying, and trying to make dinner and all of that shit and do hair. Like, <laughs> yo, that I've shit. I've been there. I have stopped and got my hair done. I was getting my hair done and they stopped and their kids came home from school. They had to, you know, get them together. And I'm like, 
you should already have the lunchables yeah. or something already. So, Yo, y'all go in the refrigerator, <laughs> get y'all shit, go sit down, watch TV, do your homework, do your homework, whatever. Stop yeah. And stopping, though, I gotta go pick up man, man from here and all of that shit. And uh, Rikiki, she over there. I didn't have people stop and ask me to go get them cigarettes, Arello. That's that, that's that, like, that's I didn't. <laughs> see, that's that bullshit. They need some backwoods. And I'll be like, they need to no. take a smoke break. Yeah, see? Like, so they got to take a smoke break. And then, you know, again, I don't mind you being comfortable in your home, but you're still doing a service. I'm still paying you for a service. So it still should be a professionalism involved. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I had to, I had to check myself. Like, it's a lot of DMs that I don't answer. And I had to make it a point. I'm not answering DMs. Send me an email. For the simple fact, I don't have to be obligated to check a Facebook messenger. You know what I'm mm. saying? But I'm mm. obligated to check that email because right. I know it's business. I don't know what you want that DM for. <laughs> so again, we just gotta follow the rules. We gotta read. We gotta listen. But black businesses are growing. I just think we all need to hold each other accountable. You know, coach each other. Mm-hmm. Coach each other. Like it's okay to be like, "Hey, girl, I I I, I, I tried to." you know, contact you about a hair appointment and you ain't hit me back. Just make sure if you ain't going to answer, you have an automatic response or something. You right. know what I mean? Just those little key points, you could just help each other. Each one, teach one. And, and I mean, yes. And be open to criticism because you're going to have folk, you know, as we try to find our way, you know what I'm saying, through business, especially if we don't come from background of business, we're not going to always have it right. You know what I'm saying? And, and always, the customers ain't always right either. You know oh, hell no. But I think that how we respond to customers and what we do for customers will help us. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And um, every situation ain't got to be a hostile situation. Like you ain't always got to be, you know what I'm saying, zero to a hundred, you know what I'm saying? Because that's not how that, that's not how that works. And right. if you want people to keep coming back, you're going to want to be a reputable uh, business right. that people can feel comfortable coming to, right. spending money to, and knowing that they're welcome and it feels warm. You're know saying like, right. and that's the thing for me. When I spend money, or one of the greatest things I love to hear is it was a pleasure doing business with yep. you. Yep. Yep. Like that. That's the greatest thing I yeah. love to hear. Absolutely. So you know that's the experience that customers should always have, and that should be the mission or that that thing that you implement, you're saying in, in your business. Um, I forgot. I was about to say something, but I forgot what I was about to say. Um, well, I got but, something. What you think? But but, but customer service, I was gonna say, is a lost art form, and I'm very big on customer service. Me too. And I think that that is something that we should. I don't know. Shit, look at a YouTube video, you know, saying, or you know, just figure out some uh business one on one ethics and practices, and you know, whatever it is, we need to sit down and learn that. You know, I'm all for you saying black business owners and whatever, and just and no, I'm not just picking on black folks because, again, like I said, there are some other communities that just don't give a fuck and have zero customer service, but we want to see our people grow, correct? So, correct, it's about us. Yes. So what was you about to say? I think it, I wanted to go both ways <laughs> because mm-hmm. I know people that only bash black business. 
Like they can go to McDonald's and get a half cooked burger and they ain't gonna tell nobody about it. But right. they go to a black kitchen, you know, a black restaurant and they had to wait an extra 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. They gonna tell the whole world about it. Mm-hmm. That right there, that type of energy, nah, I delete people all the time. I One person comes to mind, like she makes it her business to bash every black business she's come in contact with. Mm. Including mine, you know what I'm saying? Like, and if mm. it was if it was accurate, I respect it. If I fucked up, like I'll be honest, I didn't, you know, took seven days to ship somebody a shirt before. You mm. know what I mean? But in that seven days, it was constant communication as to why your order is delayed. You know what I mean? So yeah, I might have took a little longer, but you knew why and you were okay with it. But yet you take that opportunity to get on social media and then bash me as if it was something yeah. different. That's the shit I'm not cool with. Right. I, I'm not okay with that. Keep Man. that same energy with H&M. So real quick before we get about it, here, one, another issue that I have is with business owners where they feel like they have to post every negative interaction with a customer. Like, yo, when you do that shit, you lose me as a customer. Yep. Like, I hate that. Like, you don't have to post that. Like, let that shit be in-house. You take care of that. You're saying how you're supposed to take care of that right. as a business owner. But all of that shit ain't for social media. It's not. And even even the the, the good reviews sometimes, you're saying, like, my thing is this. Let's, I'll be transparent. Customers can leave a review. We ain't going to delete nothing, whether it's right. good or bad. You're saying right. if that's your experience, then that's your experience. However, as a business owner, it is for me to come back and to respond to you. Correct. And say, hey, we're sorry about your experience or whatever. Right. This is what I can do for you, you're saying, for the next time or right. whatever. But for you to just be out here trying to show your, 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 your consumers or customers in, the, in a bad light, negative light, I can't rock with you. you know It'll never grow. I would, it will never grow and I will never do business with you. Right, right, right. I, I, I think that, and my last thought on that is, um, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. Well, go ahead. We- no, nah, never mind. Never mind. I was about to get messy as hell right there. So <laughs> I caught myself and I was about to be messy. But what I will I mean, say. This is, this is static energy. I mean, you, I know, but I try to create no static. And then I got to tell somebody, like, put my finger up here, get the moving. I ain't trying to do all that. All Listen, right. no. What I will say, business owners are people, too. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we put up with a lot of shit. <laughs> we got to answer questions we don't want to answer after time we don't want to answer. Let me tell you something. If you cannot tell me as a customer what I'm going to do for you, just respect goes a long way. So y'all, the same customer service you want from me, as a customer, you got to give that same respect. You know what I mean? The luxury I've had of working in retail for the last 18 years, I've seen both sides of the spectrum. Okay? Mm-hmm. And customers take that customers always right a little too far. Because <laughs> with me, uh-uh. You're not always right. I will tell you how you're wrong and give you a resolution, <laughs> but you're not going to come up in here telling me that you're always right because that's not the case. So right. just have that respect for us too and realize that we have other customers. <laughs> you aren't the only one. I try to give all my customers that time when we're talking, but I can't, I can't ignore 
the thousand other people that want to, you know what I mean, order some clothes too. So just be mindful and just watch how you talk to people, just period, business owner or not. We got to take care of each other, okay? Mm -hmm. And quit Absolutely. coming down on each other because we got a goddamn opinion that's different than yours. That ain't even what we talk about today. Though. <laughs> Hey, with that being said, man, hey, that's Lauren Michelle right there. You know, you know it. And I am your boy, Mo Giles, and we thank y'all for another episode right here on the Static Energy Podcast. Y'all be cool. Y'all be great. Much love. Blau. Blau. Holla.